This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. The Texas Sports Hall of Fame released their newest class. A couple of great UT Longhorns, Jamal Charles, Colt McCoy. Both of them will be inducted into the class of 2024. And Colt McCoy joins us today on 365 Sports with Craig and Paul and I'm David Smoke. Colt, you won a lot of awards. Uh, you earned a lot of the awards, all of them. What does this mean to you in your home state? Oh, man, I am so humbled and honored. You know, I would say growing up in Texas, like I never dreamed of being inducted into the Texas High School Sports Hall of Fame, which was last year, uh, or even having the honor of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame uh, this year and uh, man to get to go in with one of my teammates Jamal Charles seems like it's an awesome class a lot of great coaches Jackie Sherrill Mike Leach um, man really 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 cool and and uh, I'm extremely thankful I mean obviously you athletically carried Jamal so he owes all this to you uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still mad at him I'm still mad at him for leaving after the 2007 year, like we would have been pretty good in 08. Yeah, you were good in 08, but yeah. you would have been even better. Yeah. No, he 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 went off to make everybody's fantasy football teams a lot better uh, as well. Uh, no Colt. doubt. Uh, no doubt. But you uh, right now, Texas is enjoying a, a renaissance in which they haven't seen since you guys left. What's it been like for you to watch uh, Steve Sarkeesian shoot some life back into this program? Yeah, it's been awesome, man fans just like you guys you know i just i want to see him win and be successful and seems like sark's got it uh dialed in and hopefully you know they can finish strong through the big 12 play and you know win a conference championship for their uh last year in the big 12 that would be pretty awesome cole did you get a chance to watch uh, much of malik murphy and just if so what were kind of just some of your initial thoughts last week i thought he did great i mean his first first game like i remember my first game <laughs> i don't know if i played that good um so I think he I think he did a great job and you know, obviously he's well coached. Uh spent a lot of time with Coach Milwe and Sark and uh those guys are prepared week week in and week out to play and, and uh I know Arch is ready to play too. So uh they've got a really good quarterback room and, and I think they have a tough test this week against Kansas State, but I've got full confidence in them to to uh play well this week. Colt, your thoughts uh, about the improvement. You hear about a team that improves the most maybe from the first game to the second game or maybe during an off week if it's early enough or even late enough. But the improvements that a quarterback can make by just getting the snaps live and the second time around, even though K-State is really good, and how much that can help. Yeah, I think experience goes a long way, right? I mean, I would say I'm in my 14th season in the NFL, and if I jump back out there like I'll still be learning I'll still be growing up right like still trying to figure out something that I can be better at so that's a that's a massive learning curve but from your first game to your second game in conference like it's hard to step in and play like that so I, I think he did a wonderful job and I think you'll see uh, him be a little bit more comfortable early in the game I think for the most part like it's it's normal like some of the mistakes or some of the turnovers like it's the speed of the game is just faster, right? You just got to speed it up a little bit. And I'm sure that there he's being coached on that, like, and I'm sure he'll be ready to play this week. So be fun to watch. 
Colt, uh, you are are you getting calls right now to to come back? I mean, it's that time of the year where people might need quarterbacks with experience, and uh, you fit that bill. Uh, you know what? I, my body's never felt this good in, in the fall. <laughs> uh, I, I feel I feel really good. I feel very fortunate for uh, the time that I've had in the NFL. Certainly, I've taken a bunch of calls, um, but I think it'll just have to be the the right situation and. If it is, then, then, you know, I'm staying in shape and ready. But uh, at the same time, you know, I'm not just evaluating it for myself. You know, I've got a wife, four kids, and beautiful family. And, you know, spending time with them right now has been really, really fun. So uh, I'm in a great place. I'm very humbled and, and uh, excited about coming out there in April for the uh, Hall of Fame. You know, Colt, I did a, a show, a radio show with Quan Cosby many, many years ago now. And it was right after Jordan Shipley. Uh, he had gotten released and we had him on and I asked them, I said, do you guys, do you guys miss it right now? And they're like, well, I mean it, no playing. Yes. Like it was a weird kind of feeling yeah, that they, right. they couldn't describe of like, yeah, I mean you miss it, but he's like, I've, I've not been in a roster in two weeks and I feel amazing. So it's a weird yeah. thing to describe in it. Yeah. It's hard. You know, I, I, I certainly, you know, battled really hard this off season. I had a little elbow surgery. Uh, fought my way back, felt like I had a really good training camp and, and was ready for the season. But, um, you know, these things happen. I've been through coaching changes before. And, um, you know, you just – you never know, you know, what they think or what they want. And, you know, you got to let them do what they want to do and bring in who they want to bring in. And, unfortunately, you know, I was I was off the list. So, that's okay. I mean, I hold, I hold no grudges. Um, but, yeah, I mean, football is amazing. You know, I, I – it's afforded me so many – uh, unique opportunities and I've got to play the game that I love for a long, long time. And I'm very thankful for that. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Like I'm, I'm in a really good place. And, and, uh, again, my body, my body feels great. My family is doing well. And, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of life left to live, uh, outside of football. But, um, in saying that, like we all love the game, we all want to play. And, uh, if it's, if it's right, it's right. And I'll do it. Colt, you had to start your first ever game as the Texas quarterback in 06 after their national championship team. In fact, I remember that game. And then I know you had a, a hell of a game at home against Ohio State the year before Texas had won. I know you didn't win that game, but there you are. You're starting at UT. There's a history. There's a tradition. There's a legacy, a lineage, all of that above to be a quarterback at UT. What did it mean to you? Oh, I mean, I'm so thankful for my time at UT. I mean, I, I went to a small school out in West Texas and uh, never dreamed I would have the opportunity to to go play at the best university in the world. And uh, when I had that opportunity, I, I jumped on it and gave it everything I had. And, um, you know, I was really blessed with great teammates. And, and uh, you know, I redshirted my first year, which I think was probably one of the best things that ever happened to me because mm-hmm. um, I got to have a front row seat to – a national championship and how guys work and how guys prepare. And, um, you know, I was fortunate to have uh, the same coaches my four or five years in, in college. I think that was very helpful for me. And, you know, and I, I did work really hard and I, I cared a lot about it and I gave it all I had, but I'd, I'd be the first one to tell you that there was a lot of people that were along the path with me that helped me or provided something for me or gave me a little nudge or, whatever it may be. And, and, you know, I love all those people and they all, they know who they are. Um, but, um, being able to play at, at UT and, and, uh, 
you know, for the and, and be successful like we were. And, um, I, I'm, I mean, I'm so privileged to be able to say that I did that, and and uh, I'm also privileged to say I gave it everything I had. I left mm-hmm. it all out there. There's nothing I can, nothing else I can do. So I'm looking forward to, you know, someday being able to go back and be around some of the games and uh, support the program, and you know, just been very busy in the NFL for the last 14 years. Colt, the one thing that always surprised me about you, and I maybe should have known better, and I think it got better and better as you moved on throughout your career, you were a lot more of a running quarterback than a lot of people might remember. They look at the numbers, but it seemed like you got better and better. How much of that was off-season training, strength, weights, et cetera? Because I, I, I really respected that part of your game. <laughs> Well, I wasn't quite Vince Young, so no. you know, that's what everybody oh, no, was comparing no, 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 no. me to at the time. No. <laughs> right, no. playing playing after him was, you know, I remember watching him play and thinking to myself, like, man, if they ask me to do some of these things, like <laughs> I'm in the wrong place. <laughs> um, so, I, I, but I do think that um, being able to move a little bit, being able to make some first downs with your feet, like being able to run some zone read at the time, you know, we we were really a a 21 personnel team with a fullback and a, and a running back when I first started. And then, you know, Jermichael Finley left and Blaine Irby got hurt. And we didn't really have a true wide tight end. So we kind of evolved into the spread. And at that point, you know, Coach Davis and Coach Brown just said, look, man, you're going to, you're going to have to give us a few zone read carries every week. And I think we did it a couple of times. And it was like, man, I might try to give you a couple more of these zone, zone read uh, carry these weeks kind of working and just kind of evolved. And um, I think that was, that was fun, right? We, mm-hmm. when Jamal left, we kind of, the backfield kind of just teamed up together. Fozzie and Chris Obanaya, we had, we had a bunch of guys that played. Um, so it, it was great. And, you know, when I think of, co- I love college football because I think of teams, I think of bonds, I think of chemistry. I think of um, just as you're out there with your boys. It's a lot different than the NFL. And we were just going to do whatever it took to figure out ways to win. And um, I was the ultimate team player, and and, uh, winning was the number one goal. And uh, we were pretty good at it. But when I look back on my college career and think about it, I always remember the stinking losses. (laughs) Which one stings the most? Outside of Alabama, I know I know that one. Like that's probably an obvious question, but uh, outside of that one, which is a national championship game, which one stung the most? Um, you know, I think losing to A and M obviously stinks. The, the one loss to Oklahoma stings because we should have won that. All these games we should have won, right? I think there was four or five games in my career where I wasn't able to finish, you know, based off getting banged up or a concussion or an injury or something, and those always make me angry because I'm always saying, if you just give me one more chance, we're going to figure it out. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it was a great time and I was fortunate to play with so many great guys, still close with tons of my teammates um, and in a in the best place in the world, UT. And, and I'm so glad that Sark and, and these guys have kind of seems like turned the corner and, and uh, are sitting in the driver's seat, really, really kind of stumbled against Oklahoma, but played pretty decent. And if we went out, I think we're right where we want to be. Colt, uh, how hard has it been, a, a former player, to, to see what has been kind of the erratic last several years of Texas? And, of course, they're on the cusp of maybe something special this year. Has that been kind of hard to watch? 
I mean, come on. I, you know, like college football is hard. Yeah. Right? NFL football is hard. It's hard to win and it's hard to win consistently year in and year out. Like, you know, and I think Texas fans are a little impatient. Right? I think, you know, we've had several coaches and if you don't give them a chance to really implement their scheme and their system and their people and their recruits, like it's hard to have sustained success. And I'm, I think that Stark has done a wonderful job of, of that and, you know, figuring it out. And I think Texas fans have somewhat been patient enough, but um, I think everybody's just chomping out the bit to mm-hmm. get back to the top. And, and hopefully, you know, this, this team has a chance. Colt, your, your wife uh, was a track uh, athlete at Baylor. If you guys ran the hurdles, the 400-meter hurdles, who wins? The 400-meter hurdles? She'll probably beat me. But the highs, the 110s, I would smoke her. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. The competitive drive of Colt McCoy. You're going to be inducted, and we mentioned that, and that's fantastic. I'm on the ballot committee and also fortunately to have a vote, too. And I'll see you then at that banquet. It'll be great. You're being inducted into this Hall of Fame, and there are so many amazing names that have been inducted. And now you mentioned how proud that is. You realize that some of those that have been inducted before you and all of what this means in the history of this great state? I tell you what, that's why I started this uh, phone call, kind of just saying how gracious that was and, how humble I am because I do know like Texas is the best place in the world. Um, There's so many athletes. There's so many people who have done amazing things and to have people vote for me and, and want me in this hall of fame, you know, like that's, that's extremely humbling, right? Where, where I come from and how I grew up and, you know, that just wasn't ever on my radar and for it to be, happening now it's just I, I kind of just have to pinch myself every now and then to recognize you know how fortunate I am to be in this position and it's really cool honor for me but also for my family and also for all the people that I was around my coaches my teammates the staff the trainers the, the, the I mean strength coaches you can just go down the list high school coaches um, it's just pretty really really cool you know what, if I don't think about this, and we've talked about some of the athletes, Paul's brought this up about Earl Campbell, who's a great friend of the show. Uh, you don't hear anything bad about Colt McCoy, and I'm not talking about things. I'm talking about you, you, you played the game the way it was supposed to be played. Yes, there's rivals that probably didn't like you because you were the quarterback at Texas, but you were one of those that was easy to like whether you liked Texas or not. How much of that was instilled in your body and who you were as a young man when you were growing up in Tuscola? You know, I, a lot. I'm very thankful for my parents and my grandparents and the small town that I was raised in, uh, the people there. Uh, it's just very hardworking, humble community. And you learn a lot that way. You don't realize it until you leave. Um, but playing in the NFL and New York City and Washington, D.C. and San Francisco and all these big places, you know, I – there's a there's a big part of me that just wants to go back home and be around all the people I grew up with because it's it's a great place to live, um, and so um, I'm I'm grateful I'm honored, uh, thankful for the way that that my parents raised me and and at the end of the day to be honest I think I just was very fortunate to come into a wonderful situation at UT you know they had been winning 
10 games a year before I got there. And, you know, the standard was kind of set and, you know, the expectations were there. And I, I just did not want to let anyone down. I didn't want to disappoint anybody. And I was, I was scared of that. And so I worked my tail off every single day and made sure that everybody around me was doing the same thing and that we weren't going to be the, the recruiting class or the team that, you know, let all those guys down in front of us. Um, and so I was able to play four years, which hardly ever happens anymore, right? Just mm-hmm. the, the state of college football and kind of the, the portal and uh, NIL, the transfers that like nobody really stays and plays four years anymore. And so for me, like I just, I looked at it year to year. I wasn't looking at the NFL. I wasn't, I, I was totally focused on winning games for the University of Texas and um, I took a lot of pride in that and so thankful that um, we were able to do that. Last, last question, Paul. I, I just can't wait for you to talk to Jackie Sherrill and ask him about all the different ways, not only at A&M, but at Mississippi State that he used to motivate his team when they would play Texas. <laughs> Once at Mississippi State, right. I'll never forget this, he castrated a bull before <laughs> – he played Texas, <laughs> and I, I would oh, I would love to hear him describe that to Texas players. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's respect oh, right there. That's, well, that's major respect there. Oh yeah, everybody's trying to do something, especially when we're good. <laughs> yeah. Figure out a way to knock it down. We, yeah. We're familiar with that. Colt, thank you very much for your time. I know you have a busy schedule. Good luck, enjoying life uh, with away from football. And if that opportunity arises and you take that, good for you. If you don't, good for you for what you've done. Thank you for your time. We'll see you at the induction ceremony and dinner. Thank you. This has been a Rogue Media Network 